You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning. It's Thursday, September 30th. You are listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. We're doing things a little bit different this week. I know it's it's only Thursday, but we're, we're going to roll out right now with our week five preview and picks. We've got Bryant McFadden of CBS Sports joining us. Bryant, I used to play with Bryant and Madden, uh, not play with him, like, but he was one of the players on the field when he was with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He, of course, played at Florida State. He's now a CBS Sports employee. I worked with him on, on a project over the summer. He's really great. Uh, he, he's on CBS Sports HQ during halftime of the of the marquee game of the every weekend, the SEC on CBS game, which this weekend is Alabama Ole Miss, and he also does a a great podcast with Patrick Peterson, the NFL player, uh, called All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Bryant McFadden. Wins awards and does critical acclaim. The things that we're trying to get here on the College Football Daily, uh, BMAX lapping us there. So we're going to bring him on in a second. The reason we're doing this on Thursday is I have a cool interview on Friday about a hot topic, hot button subject that our guest was only able to do a conversation on Thursday uh, to air on Friday. So that's why we're changing up the days a little bit. I'll be honest, the week five games, I don't think I have a great read on them. I went 3-0 and last week against the spread here on the College Football Daily. Our overall record is 9-3 and against the spread. I wish I was doing that well on my personal side, but I tend to wake up every Saturday morning and put action in on like 30 other games. So I just muddies my record, but we're going to be picking in depth Cincinnati, Notre Dame, Alabama, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Georgia, and Baylor, Oklahoma State. My three official picks this week, though, are Cincinnati minus two and a half, Alabama minus 14 and a half, and Baylor plus three and a half on the road in Stillwater. I've got reasonings and explanations for all of that coming right now with Brian McFadden. All right, Brian McFadden joins us right now. Brian, BMAC, whatever. I don't know what you want to go by here, but my first question for you, I know... We got some big games this week. We got Alabama, Ole Miss, Georgia, Arkansas. Does Florida State beat Syracuse this week? Oh man, that's how you start the show off. That's what you do. That's how you welcome me in. Yep. A Florida State Syracuse question, unfortunately. You know what? I hope so, but I'm not as hopeful. Granted, the last few weeks we've seen some uh, inconsistent play. They did fight back last week against Louisville. You know, they got down early in the first half. Second half was a different ball club, but I haven't seen them put together four quarters of play. So unfortunately for me to give you my unbiased answer, I'll say no, because I haven't seen anything to to make me feel otherwise. Yeah, I get it. Like people keep asking me if the Clemson offense is going to turn around and like is Clemson going to cover 15 against Boston College. I'm like, I, I there's been no indication that the offense is anywhere close. So I'm not going to not going to go there. Let, let's talk about that big game. I know you're going to be on, on HQ this weekend talking about Alabama versus Ole Miss. Alabama is a 14 and a half point favorite. I told everyone in the intro. I'll tell you again now. I'm going Alabama covering that. 20 was big. I know it's 14 and a half now. I just feel like I feel like Nick Saban has probably been working over Pete Golding on whatever mm-hmm. happened last fall in Oxford for an entire year. And I, I know Brian Robinson's out. He's your guy, or maybe he's out. He's he's hopeful to play. He's like hopeful. You say he's trying to play. Ton. Yeah, he's trying to play. But even if he doesn't, Jace McClellan, former elite recruit, he'll be he'll be ready to go. What's your read on this game? 
Man, when you look at these two matchups, um, these two teams face off, uh, it's always been an entertaining like ball game. And I know Bama, they're giving 14 and a half. They're playing at home. It's going to be an electrifying atmosphere, no question. But I think the most attractive line for me is the over-under. Both teams can score points. You know what I'm saying? The last time we saw Alabama's defense against a competitive-like offense was against Florida. And Florida had some opportunities against them. People believe Matt Corral is a quarterback that will play on Sunday. And I think when you look at what he could provide when it comes to being success, successful for Ole Miss, I think they're going to score points. And Bryce Young will score points. So I know that over-under right now is sitting extremely high, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's high as a giraffe. 79 and a half. But one thing I know about gambling, the trend is your friend. I get that from my good buddy, Hakeem, who works with me at CBS Sports HQ. And I got to ride with that trend. So me personally, I think I'm going to attack the total and I'll go over. Let me give you guys some betting numbers to back what I'm saying. The over is five and one in the last six meetings between these two ball clubs. That's a big time plus. The over is six and oh in Rebels last six game following a straight up win of more than 20 points. That's a big time plus. Uh, the over is five oh and one in the Crimson Tide last six games after accumulating more than five, 450 total yards in their previous game. The over is 7-1 in the Crimson Tide last eight games after allowing less than 275 yards in their previous game. And a last another nugget for you guys, the over is 3-0-1 in the Crimson Tide last four games following a straight-up win. So long story short, these two teams have been known to hit the over, especially when they face off against each other. BMAC, you're not just like the former player who just sort of like shows up and just gives a, a weird hot take. You, you've got the numbers, you've got the, you do the research, you've got all the stats. When you watch Bryce Young, when you watch Matt Corral, does the winner of this game, I think Vegas would say so, does the winner here take the Heisman pole position? And then furthermore, are you an absolute bona fide believer in both of these guys as a first round NFL draft pick? It depends on who the winner is to answer your first question. If Matt Corral wins this ball game, that doesn't mean he takes the Heisman. If Bryce Young win this ball game, that means he probably will take the Heisman. He has a better chance in taking the Heisman than Matt Corral. And the reason why I say that is because if Mississippi beats Alabama, I still can see a slip up from another team throughout their schedule. If Bama wins this ball game, you know, Bama probably going to have an inside shot to get to the SEC championship game. If Mississippi wins, most people still may feel like Bama could represent the West in the SEC championship game. So because of the prestige, because of the expectations for one ball club and the unknown for the other, I'll say no. The winner doesn't necessarily take the Heisman, but the winner definitely could take the Heisman if that winner is Bryce Young. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I, I think Matt Corral has really opened a lot of eyes um, this year. It's been cool to see him. He was a former big-time recruit, committed to USC, got, had some off-field stuff, ranking plummeted, has to back off his commitment, commits to Florida. That doesn't work out, commits to Ole Miss back when Matt Luke was a coach, and it was like, all right, see you never. And now he's a, a national name, so that's pretty sweet. That game's at 3.30, again, on CBS. BMAC. South Bend, Cincinnati, minus two and a half at Notre Dame, 2.30 on NBC. Cincinnati's coming off a bye. They beat Indiana, uh, an up and down Indiana team two weeks ago. Notre Dame mm-hmm. went to war for at least three quarters with Wisconsin. Jack Cohn limps off the field. It looks like he's going to play Saturday. Regardless, Cincinnati's going to have the QB advantage with Desmond Ritter. Cincy defense is number 10 nationally in yards for play. They've got dudes. I, I know you. I know you know that. And Cincinnati's offense is really good too. And Notre Dame's defense, 
interesting storyline here with Marcus Freeman, the Notre Dame DC going against uh, uh, Cincinnati. And, and that defense is, is okay. It's got Kyle Hamilton. It's not great. It's 58th nationally. It was in the seventies pre-Wisconsin. I'll tell you right now, I've got Cincinnati with two and a half line open at one and a half. Uh, we'll give it to you at two and a half. I, I just think, I think they're better. They're not literally more talented. Notre Dame's got more star power, star rankings on the roster, but I think they're better. And I think Notre Dame is a, a faulty four and oh, I'd love to know how you feel about that one. Oh, yo, Trey, my good friend. I got to go the opposite direction. I'm taking yeah. Notre Dame getting two and a half points. We saw what Notre Dame was able to do against Wisconsin, right? And remember, they were a six and a half point underdog against Wisconsin. And that was one of my money line sprinkles. And I also took Notre Dame getting the points because I feel like there's no way in the world Graham Mertz would outplay Jack Cohen. That has been a, a a big time hurdle for Wisconsin. They can't get any good quarterback play. And I didn't expect for that to change in that game on that level against Notre Dame. So I took Notre Dame. So I'm taking Notre Dame again. And, and here's why. Not knowing the status of Jack Cohn, let's say he's 100% healthy. I'd like him to have some shots against Cincy's defense. Remember, Michael Penix Jr. has success. I mean, Matthews, wide receiver from Indiana, they couldn't even cover him. I mean, it was a back and forth game, and eventually Cincinnati won that ball game. By, by, by the way, Trey, I had the over in that game, so I love the explosion of points that we saw in the second half with Cincy and Indiana a few weeks ago to be able to hit the over. So I'm still smiling from that. But Cincy's defense is good. I love their secondary, but they have some holes. They have some holes. So Kieran Williams got to be able to do some positive things, and I think he will. Now, when you look at the health of Jack Cohen, if he's not able to go, Drew Pine jumped in last week against Wisconsin, and the offense kind of hit another gear. I don't know if it was just me in my eyes, but let me know if I'm wrong. But it seemed like when he settled in, the offense kind of picked up. So even if Drew Prine is in the ball game, I'm riding with Notre Dame. And then when it comes to the betting facts, Notre Dame, they're 6-1 ATS in their last seven games as a home underdog. Don't bet Notre Dame as an underdog at home. Don't bet against them. Because that trend tells us they win, they cover when they're an underdog at home. In seven games, they're six and one ATS. And like I said earlier, the trend is your friend. Don't go against it. Trend's your friend. I like it. I'm going to rip through a few. I'm just going to give you my, my quick thoughts on it. On it's a, it's a great slate, week five. And then we're going to dive into Georgia, Arkansas, VMAC. I've got, I've got Michigan. Uh, they're one point underdogs at Wisconsin. I've got them. I love Michigan. One outright. Yeah. yeah, me too. I've got Take Michigan Baylor. money line. Michigan money line. Absolutely. It feels like something from, I'm like, how is Wisconsin favored? Did you guys not just watch Graham Mertz? I've got, there's a, I don't know if you're a big 12 guy. I'm a big 12 guy. Baylor's going to Oklahoma state at night battle of two, four and O teams. I've got Baylor getting three and a half points. I think that game's going under. I like Baylor's quarterback. I'm not a believer in Spencer Sanders. You want to talk about totals. I've got Texas TCU going over and then I've got Oregon. Oh my gosh. Oregon eight point favorite at Stanford. I don't know. I don't know how I'm feeling about that. That's a large um, number. I, you got to do that. It's a large number. Yeah. It's a large number. And then I think my lock of the week actually is, is Boston college plus 16 at Clemson. That means Clemson is going to have to score 16 points. I don't know if I see it. Oh, and then I think I got LSU by like a million against Auburn as, as TJ Finley comes back to death Valley. I, I want to ask you though, Arkansas, Georgia, this is noon on ESPN, Arkansas, 18 and a half point underdog. They're four and against the spread this year. What's your take here? Like, are you at all sprinkling Arkansas? Are you, are you taking Arkansas? Or does, does Georgia 
Does Georgia pound them? I'm taking Georgia. 18 is a large number. The reason why I'm taking Georgia, I mean, that defense, this might be one, that defense that Kirby currently has might be the best defense he's ever coached at Georgia. And that's saying a lot. If you recall some of the guy, the studs he's been able to coach, that's saying a lot. But collectively speaking on all three levels, they got some dogs. They got pros after pros after pros, and they're playing like that. So me personally, I think defensively, especially with K.J. Jefferson, remember K.J. got knocked up a little bit, beat up a little bit against A&M. He did come back in the ball game late in the fourth quarter. Burks, he went to the locker room. So your best two players offensively might not be healthy. This game will be in Athens. This atmosphere will be, will be something that – these players from Arkansas probably never experienced when you look at the expectation that many people have for them now because they're a balling team. So I like the 18. It's a large number. And Vegas is telling you that trade they're begging you to take the under. And anytime Vegas is begging you to take to take a side, go the opposite direction. I have the under, but I also have Georgia get covering 18 and a half. Uh, they, they're playing a quick pace. I, I like that. Like the KJ Jefferson, even if he plays and, and is, is, you know, okay right now, he's, he's not a hundred percent. And I know we talk about A&M's defense all the time, but I know you watch the Arkansas A&M game. A&M missed some tackles. Like Georgia's not, Georgia's not pushing a guy into the end zone. I'm just telling you now, like they're, they're not going to do it and they're going to do a job cover a good job covering Traylon Burke. So I think, I mean, I, I think if, if Georgia has an impressive enough win against a really good Arkansas team, there's a possibility that we're having the, is Georgia actually number one in the country conversation on Saturday night? So that's big weekend, big weekend in the SEC. Man, you know, that's one thing about college football, man, especially in the SEC, man. You always going to have some some big time games to look forward to. And I'm excited for this Saturday because you can pick and choose where you want to go. You know, if you want to go to to Bama and watch Corral and Bryce, or if you want to go to Athens, you know what I mean? So uh, it's going to be a heavy hitting, hitting Saturday as it is. I love that. I, I like that, that, that Baylor-Oklahoma State matchup as well. Baylor's a team that no one's really talking about, but I think in the Big 12, I know people are mostly caught up on Oklahoma. Oklahoma's not looking as strong. No, not at all. Yeah, no, we don't know who the best team in the Big 12 is. I mean, it could it could be West Virginia, which just lost Oklahoma. I mean, it, it probably is Oklahoma, but we, we don't know. And yeah, like, it's a it's a weird slate in that I'm probably more interested in Baylor and Oklahoma State and Auburn and LSU than the ABC primetime game, which is Indiana at Penn State. I, we we were just we were just in Happy Valley for a big game two weeks ago. I'm I'm, I'm probably going to be watching something else. B Mac, tell us tell us what you've got lined up on your podcast this week if we want to go listen to. Oh it. man, we got a big time guest this week. All things covered: Patrick Peterson, Brian McFadden, Willie Sneed the fourth, veteran wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders. Who, oh by the way, they're undefeated. They have a huge Monday night game coming up this Monday against the Los Angeles Chargers. He's joining us, talking a little bit of football, talking his career, but he has a unique story. He actually opened a prep school down in West Palm Beach that he built, that he did from the ground up, and eventually he would like to be on the sideline coaching those said kids. Man, he has around twenty kids on the football team right now. I think a total of fifty kids. It's an all boy school in Palm Beach. And that's a unique story because, you know, we heard about LeBron James opening a, a school, Jalen Rose opening a school uh, that has become national news. But Willie Sneed is doing the same thing. He's done the same thing. And we were able to, you know, show some, uh, shine some light on that ideal and how impactful it has been in his community. Awesome. Can't wait to listen to that. Appreciate you, B-Mac. Uh, thank you for having me. Thanks again to B-Mac for joining us here on the College Football Daily. Hope these picks pan out. Kind of fun to hear him 
share some totals as well. It's not just, we're not just picking lines, we're picking totals too. So a lot of stuff going on here on the College Football Daily. Our producer is Lance Glenn. My name is Trey Scott. Have a great Thursday. Enjoy this weekend of football, but we'll talk to you again on Friday for the next edition of the College Football Daily.